All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, as promised, our summer series is going to roll right along yes. today. Yes. By discussing for the first time what our lineups are look like as we start to prepare for game week one of the new season. I love it. We do a podcast and I forgot about that. It is early days, but you are tinkering with your lineup. We are doing the same along with you. We're going to talk about how we're doing that and maybe get some ideas from one another. We're going to do it in a couple of different ways, uh, though, and this is going to be something that we do as the summer rolls right along. So just bear with us continuing throughout the summer. We will uh, be sure to have you covered between now and game week one. But today is going to be just the start of that conversation as it goes on throughout the summer series of episodes. I do want to get one thing cleared away right off the top. Yeah. And that is information that we want to make sure you have in your hands slash ears yes. as quickly as possible. We didn't do what we promised last week, by the way, Dave. And that's my fault. We promised to put the league code for the FPL America podcast league on the public. FPL website. Make it public. We promised to put in the podcast episode description, and I forgot to do that. So listeners, please know that was an oversight. We will have it there probably for the rest of the summer. I don't plan to forget that again. But it is out there uh, in, in different places. We now can be found in on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Patreon. And we especially want you to go check us out on Patreon because, as Brian said, we have barista barista (laughs) tipping-esque tiers on our Patreon site. It's like tipping your barista. We want to make sure uh, that, uh, you know, we're just asking for a tip. That's all we're asking for. And by doing so, you not only will become a part of this podcast when you do uh, for for an episode or two, but it also means that you could potentially join our Slack workspace. And when you join our Slack workspace, we didn't mention this last week, Dave. No. You join our FPL mini league as well by being a part of that very special insider ecosystem. There truly is an entire ecosystem that's a part of Slack now. A whole cast of characters that are connected to this podcast. You've heard their names mentioned. It's so you great. You can it actually get to know them. It, and I, yeah. I would love it if we could add some more greater characters to the great cast we already have. Mm-hmm. Easy for you mm-hmm. to say. Now, mm-hmm. I will give it here, but just remember, you can find it in the different places that I mentioned as well as in this episode description. Uh, B, as in Bournemouth. M, what do we set aside M stands for? Uh Manion City. You said Man City last pod. I don't want to say Man City, but fine. Man City. F is in Fulham. F is in Forest. P is in Podcast. B as in Bournemouth again. That is our league code. Please join. You will not be auto-renewed from prior years. So if That's you've right. been a part of the league in prior years, you will not be a part of it unless you use that code to join. Again, if you're driving or you're listening to this somewhere where you can't type that in now and join on the FPL app or website, uh, you can find it in social media or this pod episode description, and we'll make sure that you get M that. M as if you don't want it to be Man City, M as in Merling Marland. I know what you're doing there. All right, but- that's terrible code. <laughs> that's 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 not even. A, that's- Brian, real quick, it's Mac got- Mrelish. <laughs> M for Mrelish. Mrelish. Brian, real quick. Yeah. Did something happen like this past week with a a tooth? I did. Yes, I did. I'm, Can you please tell us all what happened? Because I thought I heard a rumor of something that happened, and I thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, 
I feel like Brian should share this. Does it involve a raspberry seed? Because we know those have been your... Uh... No. Oh, great call, uh, Scott. Fr- fruit seeds are my nemesis, but no, uh, not <laughs> If this Brian's going to die, it's going to be by a fruit seed. And he choked on a... That would a, be the way you go. A rogue orange seed. It was the Brian? biggest the biggest orange seed in the county. <laughs> you wish. The biggest orange seed got him. That'll be the that'll be the folktale we tell. Uh, oh my gosh. No, uh, a couple Saturdays ago, a child's birthday party at the roller rink here in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is uh pretty popular actually. Uh, the whole time I was in there, I felt like I was in the early early season episodes of uh, Stranger Things season four. Love that. No, they have uh, when you're there, you get unlimited laser tag. Mm. And so we were in the in the the third round of laser tag for the day. You were you were demolishing your kids, right? Like I, so I, I, was, I I have a little insider information here. Yeah. So it was your you and your family, your wife, your uh, sister in law, brother in law. Yeah. And I think the rumor I heard was Brian's score was like double anyone else's. So I had high scores. The, I was the high score shooter for the first two <laughs> rounds. The third Sniper round, Brian here, Scott. The third round was going fine. And there was a point where I was kind of pinned in a corner. And I was, I had just ducked around and I saw someone. And as I was like coming back behind the corner, I was kind of like ducking down. <laughs> I was about to say something because my mouth was open. And I underestimated the size of the back of the laser tag gun in my hand. And I, in like <laughs> squatting down with my mouth open, I smashed my tooth with the back of my laser tag gun. <laughs> you, you chipped a tooth on a laser tag uh, gun? My, no, no, on his own on laser tag gun. On my own laser tag gun. A tooth that, that <laughs> in fairness, a tooth that has been repaired. This oh. is an already broken tooth, oh. so I broke the repair on the tooth. This is a tooth that oh had been chipped since gosh. I was in, like, fourth grade. Unbelievable. But, this yeah, so it, I saw, it's like, you know, it's like, not only it's like, are you effing serious like, are, are you serious like oh because oh, i had like a chip of the tooth went straight away. Uh, again it's if it's not a seed i saw it's gonna, be, saw, a it's gonna be a partial tooth it's like i saw the puff of tooth smoke come up. i mean i was like you so then i'm like so then i oh think one of the kids had come around and they're like it was like that just comic, nailing like, you shooting me over yeah, and sure. over like stop like, I think I just broke my tooth. And so I'm like, some of my wife saw it and she's like, oh my gosh, like, what did you do? And I told her. So then the rest of the, like, I got, thankfully I got in pretty quickly. The dentist fixed it you know, on, uh, this past Jeez. Tuesday. So, well, but either way, yes, that's the You story. survived. You survived this, another seed broke, encounter. Broke my <laughs> tooth <laughs> on the butt of my own laser tag gun. <laughs> it's something I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. I'm just glad. Number one, that Dave asked you about that so that we could have that here forever now. Yeah. But more importantly, I'm glad that you got it fixed so that your tooth hole didn't whistle like that episode of Arrested oh, Development. Yeah, for sure. That would be annoying <laughs> wow. for Dave to have to edit. Well, anytime we Please. get Arrested Development mentioned, Please, well, <laughs> like the like the, the really old references from the 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 uh, repairman uh, gopher in Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you yeah. can't remember that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking yeah, about. Like, like, All right. Can we, get anyways. On to, can we get back to business now, please? Yeah, let's get on to talking about our lineup so far. All right. We're going to frame the start of our lineup conversation by talking about premium players in our lineups. Okay. And the reason why we're going to start here is because these players, they're obviously the most expensive for a reason. They're going to be the ones that you want the most, but they are going to eat up more of your budget than ever before. You only have 100 pounds, listener. We all have 100 pounds to start. That's right. So let me define my terms when I talk about premium players. I'm going to specifically ask about the five midfielders and the three forwards who are going to start the season with double-digit prices. Okay. Right? And we're going to go in order – I want to do this are pretty defenders quickly. defenders in this or no? Not, no, not yet. 
We will talk about defense because there are some very pricey defenders as well, but we're going we're gonna to focus on offense first and use that to discuss our strategy because that's going to lead into what, what we're doing with defenders and goalkeepers. So, All right. obviously the most expensive player is Mo Salah. Is Mo Salah essential to start the new season as he was last season, for most of last season? I say no. Only because there's a lot of other good options. I th- Salah's a great player. I'm not bagging on Salah. His price, though, is wicked, wicked high. The guy opposite Salah typically has done good. That guy isn't there. It's a different guy. And that guy, when he's been in there, has done well. <laughs> You're talking about Sadio Mane. I'm talking about Luis Diaz. Okay, Luis Diaz. Sadio Mane is not there. Yeah, it's he's always- gone. Think about this. In the last couple of years, we've always discussed Salah, Mane, Mane, Salah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Diaz is in there now, and he's at an 8-0. I do not have Salah. I don't love guys who just signed massive contracts, unless okay. their name is Hyunming Sun, because he's the nicest guy on earth. So I... So you do not have I do not Salah have Salah currently. I do not. Okay. Brian, do you have Mo Salah in your lineup? I don't. I So I wonder two things. First of all, will... Will I have the guts to actually make that my week one team as the deadline, you know, as we get closer to the actual deadline? Oh, there's caveats all over this, that there's a long way to go till game week one. Two, the, the, the biggest thing I wonder as far as Salah's, it's statistical Salah, that I just can't imagine that his first half of season last season is it, that he'll repeat, Can be repeated. That, that it's repeatable. Okay. And but and the reason the why the last couple of years has told us that he is a better first half player than second. That's half true. Player. So excellent point. It's just that he scored 15 goals in the first half of last season, and the next closest midfielder was scored scored eight. You know what I mean? Like, okay. is he going to outscore midfielders by seven goals At, by the midway point? By the midway point of what, this season? Scott, didn't you say last week there was sixteen games until the World Cup break? I think I think, I think that's that sounds right. right. Sixteen game weeks, I think. So yeah. I mean, it's literally that up until the World Cup break, right? Can Scott can Scala? Who's Scala? The no one. No one is Scala. Scott can Scala. Scala Scott. I, I'm. I and I should say too, like this this season with Diogo Jota being classed as a a forward, the next closest player to him last season through the first half of the season was Jota, who is ten ten goals. Who is a a little knocked right now? Yes, yeah. he's got it a knock. Sounds like he's knocked knocked. Yeah, so that's that's not great. I, who, I will say there? I'm the only one. What? I said who's there? That's it. It was oh. just a joke. He said it, knock it's... knock. Yeah, I got Thank you. you. Very funny. Uh, I am the only one on this podcast then so far with Mo Salah in his lineup, and I do not plan to change that. I think, I think the feel goods feel better to start this new season. Uh, Mane, the whole Mane Salah thing, it worked, but it was a little weird. It was a little weird. There was some weird tension there occasionally, and and I think the the feel good vibes are all there. Plus, the new contract is signed. That that is out of his head. He is free and able to play. Yeah, but I think he did such a good job last year. It was never in his head. You don't think that no, the drop off no, happened a little no, bit because of that? No, I think he was burnt out. Well, it's possible. So I I he he went from let's let's be honest. How many games did Liverpool play last year? A ton, and he played Afcon. So like. He played all the way to the finals of, of AFCON. So yeah. Salah was burnt. That's fair. So I still like it. I, I just, still like everything about this. Look, again, I don't – I awesome player, probably still the best player in the league. I agree with Brian. I don't think he, he can repeat. All right. Uh, 12 pounds. There are two midfielders at 12 pounds, so one pound less than Mo Salah. KDB and Son. Now, am I the only one when the prices came out that was surprised – that KDB was 12 pounds. I, mean, I know he was great at the end of the I, season. I was surprised. Yeah, it's expensive. And I think I think it has more. Yeah, I think it wouldn't have happened. It's about, it's about his, uh, his potential, probably, more than anything else. I mean, we know what he can do. It's just, will he be healthy for a full season? Yeah, you're paying it? the premium on, who, I think, just who he, who he is. And then you're, they, it's like they bumped it up based on, based on his second half. So do you have either of these 12-pound midfielders in your lineup right now? I currently have Sun, and okay. I was going to give I, I, my reasons for having Sun. I, I, part of me says I, it speaks for itself, like based on – I would say the same thing for him, but in, but in it's the opposite 
from Salah is that could Sun's second half of the season be as sure. repeatable? I mean, you could look well, at but it, if you, you could, feel that that's you the could case. look at it the same way because Sun. But Sun, if you feel that way, shouldn't you avoid spending that twelve pounds on Sun then? Well, it's just that I think this is where the the, the hard the hard fact is that from the time Antonio Conte got there, it elevated Kane. And then Sun was like it unlocked everything that was already great about Sun. Sure. So Kane's numbers. This the one the one part of the debate for the premium with paying on Sun. I get the argument of choosing Kane over Sun because Sun's a half a pound more. Yeah, so but that, I like the ability for midfielders just in the scoring in FPL to get more points than forwards. For sure, I think just that. From the time Antonio Conte took over, Hyungmin's son scored 19 goals. Right. More, more than more than any other player, attacking player, period. And r- the amazing thing is that he scored zero penalty goals. Right. That is, un- he is just, like, what he did was unbelievable. And to that point, though, Brian, that he's getting more points per goal as a midfielder than Harry Kane will. And if Spurs have a clean sheet, Son's going to get clean sheet point for that. I love everything about I'll take the extra half pound to have Sun in my midfield over Kane at forward. I think the upside for the money spent at the premium prices, just in general, is far more likely to be worth it than it is if you're spending that much for a forward. I own Sun. He's okay, my pre- so he's my premium board, he's, my, he's my premium midfielder. So I have Sun as well. So that means I have spent... Which means you cannot have a, the rest of your midfield cannot be that good. Uh no, it's not. I'm going to count on you guys to help me round out the end of it. I've got okay. guys in place. I have guys and then you, that you cannot get to. <laughs> well, that's fine, but I am spending a quarter of my budget on Salah and Son, and I am not upset about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so then, so Son across the board, we're all on the same page there. Let's move on to the next expensive players, and there's two forwards at 11.5. Real quick, mm-hmm. I did not weigh in on KDB. I, I, I'm no, not, neither of us have oh, I, None of us have him, right? Do any of us have KDB? No, I, I do not. Real quick, and I'll weigh in. Do you, Brian? I, I do not. I don't, and and it's mostly because of the other. It's the other Manchester City for options. sure. Okay. I agree completely. I agree completely with him. KDB way too much money. He's never done anything in FPL to warrant that price. Um, he might miss games. He he suffers from pepology. And all I'm saying is this: for whatever reason, he is probably the second best player in the league, if not the best. He's really really good. But for whatever reason, doesn't necessarily translate into fantasy points he has never done it before and I don't I'm not going to spend that money early season thinking he might do it now. Holland might change that a little bit. Well, but I I, I you got to show me and I'm was not the, going but he near. The, it's it's the same thing. I mean, he scored 10 of his goals in the end of the season from games 20 on. Yeah. Yeah. He's Last the kind season. of player where once he gives you a return, he's one of the few players where I would say, okay, this is a stud to run to his form. That's fair. Jump on that form for a yep. month or yeah. two. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to hate that. And, and, and I just, but, he, but here's the deal. His team, like Brian alluded to, and we'll quickly touch this, Mares and Foden, just to start there, is at eights. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. So if you're going to get, what, the t- price difference is four pound dollars. So the, the difference between KDB and Mars and Foden is, is that – Price difference going to translate into fantasy points? I say hell no. It's that De Bruyne, like he already he was good, and you know I just one of my it's something I like to do every year, just look kind of look at it in increments throughout the season, five week increments, and then ten week increments over the season. The last so from game week thirty one to the end of the season, De Bruyne scored seventy three points, which. Really, it's only players like it's Sun and uh, really it's only Sun that can match him in that like over the last that many weeks. So you have that you have a, a player who came on like an absolute hurricane at the end of the season, played himself into being essential, and then even at the end of last season was priced so high he was hard to get in even at that point. It's just that you look at the total season. De Bruyne scores almost 200 points in 30 games. So if he does that again this season, there's probably going to be a point where you're like, uh, got to go to him. I should probably find a way to get to him. 
Yeah, no but doubt. I I just think he, he's not a guy you're. Gonna, I don't I don't know how many people are gonna have the guts to start with him, but he's De Bruyne and could easily. He can always do it. Sneak in there, so. The next expensive players are at the forward position. The, real quick, De Bruyne's ownership is fourteen point three at the moment. So that's high. All right. Yeah, it's not bad. That's high. So. I feel like that's high. Uh, Holland at City and Kane at Tottenham. Those are the next two well, most expensive players. I thought we were going to discuss players. the other three. No, the other he, he was going to the forwards. We will, but I'm going in order of price. Yeah. So these two forwards are 11 and a half. Got you. And so that's your next expensive premium player. I see your mojo now. Okay. Regardless of position, do either of you have either of these forwards? Brian. Holland, yes. You do have Holland. Kane, no. Why do you why do you think Holland's going to be worth it starting the season? Well, just that I can't see not doubling or tripling up on City to start the season, and I don't. But know. not KDB and Holland, I, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know how Holland won't be one of them. Okay, let me ask you a question. Two or three. I got to ask you a question. Yeah, you're doing the exact thing you said not to do with City assets compared to Spurs assets. You went with Kane and spent the extra half pound. Or I'm sorry, Son instead of Kane and spent the extra half pound there. But you're doing the opposite with KDB and Holland. I would like to know why. It's an interesting analysis, I, Scott. Brian, tell us why. I just, it's just the pedigree of the player coming into the best team in the league. With, but a player who hasn't one proven of, it in the Premier of, League with one of the best opening schedules to start a season. Fair. So but I, he hasn't done anything in the Premier League. True. Son has. Kane has. For sure. KDB has. Just not much in August for Kane. Correct. And there's a lot of August football <laughs> in the Premier <laughs> wow. League this year. So that's a very good point. So that part I get. Yeah. But that's the only reason why that wouldn't make any sense to me, Brian. My no. Point, I, do you feel like you're being put on the spot right now? No. I. I that's what we do. Well, you are. I'm so just. <laughs> no. Act I'm, like it. <laughs> what I'm saying is. I just don't see I, – I would like to see – you know, I'd like to see, like, everyone else, like, him actually play, him get actual minutes with the actual okay. team and see actual results. But you want to see that – I would love to see it. If it, You're going to need to see it in preseason, though, if he's going to be in your game week one lineup. I'm saying if you get to preseason, if you get to, you know, the beginning of August and you, he hasn't played because they're, like, taking it easy because he has, like, I don't know uh, – uh, ankle that they're not completely, you know, sure about or something. You know what I mean? Like they're he not has throw had times where he's been out for injury for sure. In I, his young career. I would just hope that one that City's uh, physios are better than physios <laughs> he's had anywhere else, and that there's player, you know, two like just general like player development, strength, conditioning, that kind of thing that he can, you know, that it's not going to be the same as it was up to this point in his career. No, I. It's just. It's just that he he's coming in with, uh, you know, he's one of the most pursued attacker in Europe. Like he's the number one player. But that doesn't automatically that was, mean he's going to score you FPL points, Brian. For sure, but I would say he's going to step in, and I would imagine, uh, like De Bruyne wasn't a nailed on penalty taker for them. There were other players that took him. Okay, he is a penalty taker. So okay. I, the assumption is he comes in and gets that job. He's the he's the striker they've been trying that they you know that they've that they wanted that more than wanted anybody for else. Years. Yeah, yeah. So no it's not it it has everything to do with just the team, the player, the situation, like what he actually brings to you know what he brings to the table. I like that's what I mean. I could easily by you know by the start of the season if I switch to Kane. And go Kane Son double up. It's not, yeah, it's a little bit more proven, but there's the same kind. I mean, you guys are saying there's the same kind of August concerns for Kane. And so I'm like, yeah, it's like I've, I have seen. But, but it's not automatic. Like, let me just be clear. This is not like, oh, you're going to have to have one or the other. If it's not Kane, then uh, of course I have Holland. No, you don't have to have either one. I agree. There's other options. For sure. Uh, we'll get to that here. Well, as we I would also I will also say so. Currently in my team, it's it's Holland and Jesus as my other. You know, I have both <laughs> of them as oh the irony strikers right now. Like as the do team, you really? You know, but do you okay? Right, hold on. Do I get to weigh in on this? You, you I mean, do. You do. I, I just want to put in there Gabriel Jesus. This is the Gabriel Jesus who couldn't find the net for City. 
they had to replace him with the most sought after forward in Europe. Okay. And now all of a sudden everyone's getting all hyped up about Gabriel Jesus for Arsenal at eight pounds. And I'm just sitting here thinking, why? He's gonna miss the net just the same for Arsenal. And Maybe. if you're it doesn't matter if you're eight pounds, nine pounds, or twelve pounds, if you're missing the net, Scott. there's no value there. Scott. Points Scott. determine value compared hey. to price. Let's bet right now. Oh, Gab- not now, but Gabriel because, Jesus because is going to be the first bet of the season. This, Just mark it this, down. This is, um, sh- and this is probably why you'll be right. I haven't been this sure about something in a long time. No, he's not going to score. But hear me out. Hear me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So he's never been in a place, even when he was there with Aguero, where it was just given to him, the position. Okay? It's not going to be given to him now. Yes, it will. Um, and then the other, th- it already has been. And so he he's in a different Wait place. Wait till he misses three Listen, big atmosphere, chances in game week atmosphere, one. Atmosphere, Scott, is everything. Sure. Atmosphere is everything. Who, who did he have his best relationship with? The second team at Man at City. Because that's who he worked with the most. Okay? So all of a sudden he knows Gabriel Jesus. He comes over. Now he's working on Zinchenko. Again, another second teamer. Another person yeah. who wasn't. It, this is about forwards. I wanted to talk about Halan. You, Brian, was we taking him all the time. We will get back to him very quickly. But m- my point is, Gabriel Jesus is absolutely for value purposes. Um, if you look at the goals that Aubameyang and Lacazette have scored over the last couple of years, and now Jesus is going to be f- fit into that position, uh-huh. I think Gabriel Jesus as an eight zero is very a very very strong play. Now, going back to Halan. No, 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 no. I have two points to make real quick. Oh, you okay. value. Only mean it literally means points based on price, or as we like to say, points Points per per pound. pound. Thank you. So if Jesus doesn't score points, there's no value. I don't care if he's eight pounds or five pounds. Okay. All right. If if Arsenal signs Zinchenko in addition to Jesus, then I will for the rest of the season be referring to Arsenal as Man City Junior. Okay. And also. We talked last week. It's not about, a horrible place to be. <laughs> in our, well, it means you're at least second. Okay. But I don't think City wins the league this year. I don't they're think losing, they do either. They're losing their depth, and they'll have injuries with I'll all their you, matches. I'll tell you in a little while, whenever we get there, who scares me the most for this season. You but think it's Chelsea? No. Okay. Stop guessing. All right. You had one guess, that's it. All right. Um, well, last week we talked about how Fulham is the alternate Norwich, right? Correct. I Correct. said I just threw out just off the off the top of my head. I was like Norwich by the river, right? Because I know Fulham play on the river. Fantastic. Um, I, I've changed it. I'm combining their name. Oh. So it, I could have gone Norum, but that's boring. <laughs> For itch. I decided to go full itch <laughs> instead. Okay. So here to four, Fulham, Fulham is full itch. Full itch. And and then next season, Fulich will still be in the league because, because Norwich will be up. Yes. So Fulich is a permanent Brian, staple. This is by far the most important thing Scott has ever given to this podcast. Okay. Po- uh-huh. Post post this post is death. Un- post death. Unbelievable. <laughs> Scott absolutely crushed that point. Uh, All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Getting let's get back, back to Holland. Holland and no. Kane. Scares Holland and Kane. the crap out of me to not currently own either one, and I don't own either one, and I'm terrified of it. Don't be Here's scared. Here's my problem. I feel like, and we you, you said at the beginning of the pod, we're not going to talk about this much, if I kept that clip in. I can't remember if I did or not. Bottom line is, <laughs> I am con- I feel like defense points per pound for the defensive players when you look at where they scored against Kane last year and Ronaldo who was again another higher high end we'll striker. Him next. Yeah. So look at look at the defenders, look at the top 3 defenders, uh TAA, Robertson, Cancelo and then even go foot so far as uh, Virgil van Dijk, you when you go there and you look at points per pound Spending money in the defense is better than spending it at the striker. I am not spending any premium money at the striker, but it terrifies me. Well, it, it shouldn't. Although, here's what I will and say. And this is what I like when 63% own Holland. Yeah, because that's differential. And Built I don't. in differential. And when he doesn't score, Scott, I agree with you. It terrifies me. He has not played in the Premier League. He will have tougher defenses in the Premier League than he did in the Bundesliga. He's a fantastic player. He's a top five player in the league. It's different when you change leagues, and and if he's on pens, that, that it means something. It does. Like, and we don't know yet. We don't. We we don't. Know yet. But here's the thing, too. 
obviously you're building your lineup for game week one and we get three wild cards this season so you can be a little bit risky at the start of the season and go for it a little bit because you can play that first half wild card right away because you're going to get one for the world cup break too but i will say this i don't think holland plays more than 30 premier league matches he will be hurt he will be hurt he will have an injury at some point in the season that will send him out for a couple of months it is it's a thing with him. I I have seen him in the stands for just as many matches as I've been able to see him play. That's because I don't watch a whole lot outside the Premier League because I, this podcast draws me into the Premier League, but I will say the matches where I could be watching him, I feel like I see his blonde hair in the seats more than I see it on the pitch. I would happily at that point swap him even money for Harry Kane. And I guess that's my point, too. Strategy-wise, Dave, I'm going to really want to try to get to where I have two free transfers all the time if I can. Because if I do want to get to them, then I can do it for free by offloading a premium midfielder, Salah or Son, in my lineup and getting that money to go up at forward if I need to. I just saw... And we all know that this is a reputable source, the Daily Mail reported that uh, interview <laughs> Scott, Scott's in, favorite interviewing premium Con- source for interviewing me. Connor Gallagher. Okay, Connor Gallagher. They is, talk to people. They're interviewing actual Connor Gallagher and not Connor Gallagher's. Connor like Gallagher said, per his words, the reason why he he's staying at Chelsea. This is fascinating. This is my my favorite during off season story at the moment. In April, Conor Gallagher bumps, his words, into Tuchel in a pub, and they end up talking, and Conor Gallagher decides to stay at Chelsea. That is so amazing that Tuchel had such a little idea of who his players were. Conor Gallagher bumps into him in a pub, and they talk for a couple hours, and Conor Gallagher decides to stay. Was it was it Tuchel Lasso and his assistant <laughs> coach? Yeah. Coach, I think that's Beardio what's going on from, is, from Chelsea. Coach Beard was right there next to Tuchel in the in the pub. Okay, it was the weird Ted Lasso moment where yeah. Beard was having his psychedelic trance through through the the pub. That one weird episode in Ted Lasso. That's what happened, and he bumps into Connor Gallagher, and he ends up staying at Chelsea, and he ends up saying in the in the interview that he he told Tuchel that he would stay way before he ever told Vieira that he wasn't coming back, even mm. though he was on loan. Do you feel like that stinks? I mean, you I hate- scoffed <laughs> when he started the story. So. Connor Gallagher is not going to be starting for Chelsea. Right. Horrible no, move. He should think, yeah, transfer to, so. to Palace. For sure. um, so, okay, so back to Sterling. So, You're both scared. Do you think you might want him? I don't know. I don't have any clarity yet when it comes here, to Chelsea. I need a preseason. I want to stay away from Chelsea unless it's Ben Chilwell or Reese James. First of all, Raheem Sterling is. I already am going to have. I, I will talk about Chilwell and Reese. Reese, I don't know how I won't start the season with him, but Sterling, he's one of my favorite people in the league. I I wish like even last season. I wish how many times I feel like at least twice I said why he plays himself into form and then Pep takes him out, and it was like what are you doing? Raheem Sterling scored thirteen goals last season, and it wasn't a good season for him. He scored 13 goals. He was tied for with Cristiano Ronaldo for the most big, fifth most big chances of anyone in the league. He played 2,100 minutes. He was in the opposition box, fourth most of anyone. He was hundreds, up to 1,000 minutes fewer than almost every other attacking player last season. He, he was Raheem Sterling that you would... The, the what you would hope to see from him a lot of last season in such a limited number of league minutes and now he's going to Chelsea to be Tuchel's guy like i it's 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 the reason why Jesus the thing about Jesus the the reason why i wouldn't be as scared of him is that when was he city's number 9 never when was he in the position that he wants to play never Almost never. Yep. They're playing him at winger. They're playing him at false nine. They're not playing him. Now he gets to go in there and just be free to go run the spot that he was like born to play. Like it's the it's the reason why with Sterling going into a place where it's like you won the league, you you're young. He's a like that's why I think everyone is thrilled for Chelsea. You get 
you get a league winner, a he's guy. Tw- he's twenty seven. One of the best players in England in his prime. Like, how is this a bad? How is this a bad move for them? I, Brian, I agree. I he's gonna really make me want to put him in, but the way you know, just the, you want you look like you're tinkering around with your team, and you just see ten, in addition to a son twelve. Or if you if I go back, because I even did it just a minute ago, where I I had Luis Diaz in there in my team. If I make that M Salah, and there's five pounds that I gotta find somewhere else with the players that I currently have in there. Yeah, like that immediately becomes like, all right, which of these players that I love am I taking out? And then I'm going to try to fit in someone who's 10. I, it's just this, this kudos to the price setters this year. Instead of raising players way up or dropping them way down, you made so many desirable players at a desirable price. Good, good call. I agree. It's a different kind of problem. Yeah. All right. So just to recap, when it comes to the premium players, I have Sun and Salah. Dave, you just have Sun. Correct. And Brian has Sun and Holland. Yes. Okay. So let's shift to the defense. There are four defenders priced above six pounds. So just real quick, TAA, seven and a half. Andy Robertson, seven. Cancelo is seven. And Virgil is six and a half. Of those four defenders, Dave, how many of those four do you have in your lineup? I got two. I got Virgil and Cancelo. Okay. Uh, I just feel and and I assume it's money reasons. You went to Virgil instead of the the yeah, wingbacks. But yeah, but uh, Virgil the, is also uh, less of a rotation risk. Robertson is not a rotation risk, but Simakas continues to get better. He's a stud of a player. He plays in that position. So Robbo is the next closest thing to. To, to Virgil, but when you look at points per pound, you might as well go with Virgil. He's like the guy who plays every single match for Liverpool. Not to drag Matip into this, but Matip know. would be the guy based on If this. I know he's starting. But Matip's it, price. Be that's what I was, what Matip's I was gonna, price went up to six pounds. What I was going to ask about Matip is if he doesn't have actual competition now. Well, it's Kanate. Kanate confuses things for me, Scott, and I don't know. I know. Th- so here's the deal. I went with a, the sure thing. Virgil gets, I don't know, two, three goals per, per season, maybe five if he's lucky on a header. So on multiple headers. So, so yeah, Virgil, Virgil for me, I know he's starting week one. And so that was a no-brainer for me. Matip is the number two. Kanate is probably the number three. But Matip, rotation risk isn't the right phrase. It's, it's rotation to avoid injury okay. with Matip. Like I'm watching a lot of baseball right now. I know this is not a Major League Baseball podcast, but I'm a Minnesota Twins fan. Our stud players, Byron Buxton. He's a little bit injury prone. So what does our team do? <laughs> so what does our team do? They they rest him once, maybe twice a week. He's not going to play all 162 games. He's right. going to play 125 to 130 games at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But that's so that he's more available because he's more available if he avoids a big injury. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen with Matip. And that makes him an absolute no-go at the six-pound okay. price point. No, that's important because I, I feel like, you know, just statistical overview, you know, you look especially in the second half of the season and you see, but you know, the last, uh, the last 10 weeks, basically, of the last season – he was the one, two, three, four, five, sixth highest scoring player. I get it, but if last to end the season, if and, you're and, out, and the ten weeks it, prior it to that, he was like the eighth highest scoring player. I hear like, all that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But six pounds. If you're considering a ma tip, just go find that extra half pound of Virgil. Okay. Find the extra half pound of Virgil. If exactly. you've ruled out, if you've ruled out TAA and Robertson. Because of their prices, just go to that extra half pound of Virgil. It's fine. Okay. It's the same thing. Only like Dave said, it's much more consistent. All right. So Dave, you've got Virgil and Cancelo. Correct. So you're getting into both of those top two club yep. defenses in that way. Spending some decent money there, which makes sense why you only went to Sun. Points per pound, man. Okay. So defense. No, you have no idea how awesome my midfield is. <laughs> How's that? Pizza? As I'm eating. Pizza. How's that pizza right now? It has mu- it has mushrooms. It has mushrooms on it. Listen, you okay? So I will say I want to talk strategy on this a little bit because you're going big into defense, and you've done you've gone big into defense. Listen, 
I don't think it's that big. I I've seen some people's teams loaded in defense. Yeah. Listen, I have Virgil and Cancelo, and then I have Matty Cash and Trippier, who I I think are awesome, and then Nico Williams, who's the 4.0 darling of the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. And let's be clear. Every season has a 4.0 darling. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, it was Tyrick Mitchell at Palace. Last year, it was Tina Livermento at Southampton. And you, you're calling it now. It's going to be Nico Williams at Nottingham no Forest. Okay. For sure. So that's fine. I totally get that. Uh, here's the thing. You're going big into points per pound at the defense position. To me, I'm going big into it at the midfield position. I am in, I'm in the midfield, and you're wrong. You don't know what the rest of my midfield looks like. Go ahead and give it to us. No, no, no. Let's finish the we'll right, finish the premium right. defender point. Who do you have? Who, I have none of them. None. Okay. None. I have at Trent only of the premiums. Um, so you have Sun, Holland, wow. and Trent. Trent and uh, hold I, on, quick I, math. Twenty. That's like thirty-one pounds with those three players, something like that. I do not have. But you've so, got a, you've got a clear number one at each position yes i have a clear yes clear clear premium at each sorry dave is eating so loud right now clear premium at every position except goalkeeper uh i still have a six pound defender not i i don't have another six five so i don't have virgil right, but i do six pound so i have reese, reese in James, there currently okay. that's 37 pounds and four players um yeah, and I still manage. I still have four uh, seven-pound midfielders. I still have three other seven-pound or above midfielders, and Jesus. All right, so we'll get to that because Dave. But really either way, the, the point. Yeah, the point is that Trent is the only premium defender. Look, can I just want to say, no one was better second half of last season. We all know this than Andy Robertson. Cancelo, who I think is a a, a very good choice. I'm covering that with with Kukurea currently in the anticipation that the city transfer for Kukurea goes through. Okay. Obviously the idea there is it's a five pound Manchester City starter. So that that is the thinking there. Um whether that actually happens or not, obviously that's a flexible uh, you know, this early in the preseason that's a flexible thing. But it the more the more the, the news is out there, the more it seems like that's you know kind of bound to happen. So I that that's that's the thinking. It has nothing to do with Cancelo being bad. Actually, with Cucurea and Cancelo, the thing with Cancelo is he his preferred position is on the right side. Cancelo's of his preferred position is on the right. He played all last season on the left and was the highest rated left back for the Premier League <laughs> season last season. Is is he is he a little bit talented? He's a <laughs> tiny bit talented. Smoke those stones, uh, Scott. So the so the, the I think the idea is if they sign a proper left back, that Cancelo they can move him back to the right, uh, and so I think it I think it kind of could help everybody there. Is the, I think the point, especially right. now that Zinchenko might end up. It looks like at City Junior. Yeah, which is which is hilarious because City fans are saying like basically. I'm glad to see we're back to our three wing back maximum. Like we're selling. Like why are we selling? Like you said, why are we selling our depth? We're about to sell a they guy are. who was very good in that spot. Well, Do we really expect that Kyle Walker is going to keep running so, the way he is in this team? It I'm just cynical. isn't going to happen. I'm cynical about City. Okay. Uh, that's not a surprise to anyone who's listened to this pod. My questions on our Slack workspace, which I would love all of you listening to this to join by donating to our Patreon site, is this. Is City selling away around the edges because they need to to make their Holland signing work? Or are they just trying to make it appear as though they're making their Holland I thought the net spend on this for them was, was breaking close to even. Because of everybody that they, because of players that they've sold. But the to the question players. you asked, which I asked earlier, oh, you mean City, for just for the pure depth of it for the, the team? The city is it, selling their depth. Yeah, and they were crushed by injuries last year. Yeah. They were one injury away from losing the title. For sure. Oh one my goodness! Yes, injury away in one match. Yeah, that was it. I mean, they were they were they hanging were. By I was going to say hanging by a thread with Ruben Diaz and yes. and. 
having being forced to play Nathan Ake right as their center Which back. Which I think they're also selling. Right. Yeah, so, uh, Ake is going, 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 going to Chelsea. I was there going to go. say, welcome back to Premier League consideration, John Stones, if John Stones is fit, <laughs> assuming yeah. he's a fit. Yeah. important Diaz are there. I, so th- this is exactly why I don't think City wins the title. Injuries are going to cost them for a stretch that will take them out of the title race. It doesn't matter. And that's not the point. But yeah, all of that to say... We're all done right. with our premium defenders. All right, Brian, or I'm sorry, Dave, real quick, talk us through the rest of your midfield. And then, slight teaser for a few minutes from now, Brian is a how to say to end our episode this week. Now, remember, what? this is just the beginning. Oh, yeah. I know this yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You're going to love it, too. I do. This is, I can, oh, my God. This is just the beginning of our summer series of episodes discussing our lineup, so don't worry. I know there's a lot we haven't gotten to. But, Dave, real quick, walk us through our mid, through sure. the midfield. Midfield's a valuable position. So you're not going premium outside of Sun. But what else do you have at the I midfield have Sun, position? And then the rest of my midfield kicks so much <laughs> that you're just not going to believe it. It's number you one. kicks your <laughs> specifically. I have Salah and I Sun. I just want good, this good, to be very no ass Good kicking. luck with yeah. your Salah and Sun because Salah won't be scoring, <laughs> outscoring these other guys. Really? Jared Bowen. He's not going to outscore Jared Bowen. No. Not when you add him to Luis, Luis Diaz. He just told you what's going to happen. Of course you're wrong. Well, listen, I'm I'm fully healthy. <laughs> Scott, I'm having my Scott, my can't... first normal preseason like yeah. uh, like Marcus Rashford in 3 years. Okay. And I'm fully fit. I'm ready for training camp. So Scott, you can't Davis. convince me. <laughs> Grant, Scott, you cannot <laughs> convince me. All right. Yes. Sala is a that much greater a uh, greater own than Luis Diaz. All right. So okay. I got Jared Bowen <laughs> Also known as Bruce Bowen. This is not an NBA podcast. Jared Bruce Bowen. Luis Diaz. Riyad Mahrez. Bukayo Saka. Now, I understand, I understand that Saka is probably a little bit of a homer pick, and I'm like, I can't get off of him. I look where he ended up last season, and I feel like he yeah. didn't have a great season. Yeah. And he still ended up in like the top six of midfielders. Right. So, That's Saka, the question. Is, yeah. he, is he growing Saka. into That's his what I'm own? Saying. Oh, I think he might be 22 this year. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, and Arsenal's only got better. Jesus is now a, a striker that can actually score instead of Lacazette. So I'm, I'm just, I don't know, Scott. I It just feels like, like my midfield has zero weak spots. Let's be honest. Midfield yeah. scores. They're More good. points yeah. than any position in the league. On average, points per pound. That's, that's not a good, true. That's, a, that's not true. It's not points per pound. Sokka's, I'll back that up. Sokka's best run was mid-season. Yep. Last season. Again, he was 21. He's starting to – yeah, I think he might have gotten things figured out a little bit more. Everything went so weird with Arsenal by the – Latter half of the way it was, but, but either way, the point is, yeah, like I get, I get where you're going with all of these. I, I look, I do it, too, but Saka's not going to give Dave a week so, one return. So here's here's at here's, Crystal Palace on a Friday. Dave's oh, own. Don't get me started today. This pod's <laughs> not the time to get me started on all that right. match. All right. All if right. anyone listened to the last, our last releases, why, why is at Crystal Palace? To why is it green? On the rating, I'm already having problems with the green with the matchup rating. Obviously, the, the Premier League system. doesn't listen to me. Why, no, is, why is a way to Crystal Palace good? It's never good. Why is that a good Friday game week one? No that's one a, that's a is better MS. against Arteta and Pep than Patrick Vieira at the moment. They're calling Leaky Lester. They're playing home to Lester. They're calling that a gray. They're calling that a three for 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 Arsenal. Like what? Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, what all that doing? being said, Scott, I am slightly concerned. Brian has convinced me that it's Mares's position to lose. If I need Mares, I want somebody to. I, I need Mares. I, I, I want somebody to tell me why it's why Mares isn't the why isn't he's not a shoe his in numbers, starter here. Brian, you've said this before on this podcast. His numbers. Points per minute are better than anyone's in the league. How is he not starting more? That's what you've always said. Do you said. want to know what Brian Mahrez's points per 90? you want to know what his points per start was last season? Well, it was like nine Eight. or something. Eight. That's 8.15 no one, no points per that. 90 minutes last season. I get it. He, you, um, the per 90 stat is, to me, I feel like that's like the one one step below X anything for Scott. <laughs> like So points per 90, like to, to Scott's point, points matter. So great if he points had a ton points, of points Scott. for ninety minutes, but if he's only out there for a handful of ninety minutes, you're not seeing like you're never seeing all of those points. I'm saying he featured twenty eight times last season. 
That's not nothing. So 28 out of 38, and it was very clear as they progressed in the Champions League, it was very clear that Mares was the preferred guy on the right side. Who's his competition? Not Sterling. Sterling's gone. <laughs> Jesus is gone. Right. The only person that they have to play on that side is now new guy? is new guy. New, <laughs> new guys never just come in, unless your name's Halan, just come in and start. Unless he outplays Riyad Mahrez in in uh, preseason. In, well, unless he in training, yeah, like Pep happening. always says, if you're going to play. You know, if you're going to as they continue now to work on Mahrez's uh, extended contract. <laughs> to me, I don't know, you know, the all, basically it's hilarious to look through last season. It's basically on all the per 90 basis, it's Salah, and then, like, unless you, like, sort by minutes, it's like Steven Bergvine. You know what I mean? Ben Chilwell's per 90 was unbelievable, but he... That's we why you talking, have to have a minimum He played six matches. times, right? But I'm yeah. saying it's like Salah, Mares, Salah, Mares on every attacking statistic yep. that there is whenever he starts. Like... What if he plays 30 matches this season? You know what I mean? Like, what if it's 32 matches? Heck, what if he gets to 35 league matches this year? At eight pounds? At eight pounds? That has been the thing with Mares every year is he's just not playing. Who's he competing with now? Brian, he had 11 starts last year. He had nine starts the year before. He had 11 starts before that. Not happening this year. Seven That's before not that. happening this year. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Anyway. All right. We're uh, one of the things that we're going to do next time we meet is we're going to start. We're going to look at the rest of our lineups and we're going to look at things through percentage ownership so far. So what are the masses doing? Are there any what we call dumb mass moves uh, that are happening? Uh, this is dumbass season, after all. Uh, so we're going to look at that in our future episodes as we continue to tinker with our lineups, talk about what, what we change about our premium players, what that does to the makeup of the rest of our squads. We've gotten a taste of Dave's midfield. We're not going to go any further with that on this episode. And I challenge you to make a better one all around. That's a good midfield. I'm not going to lie. That's a great midfield. But we're going to finish this particular episode with a segment that is by far the fan favorite. How to say with Brian J. Uh, whenever there's a difficult player pronunciation, we ask Brian <laughs> to help us with that. I gotta, I gotta go with this guy right now. Last week we set this up for you in our promoted club episode. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. I thought it was really good. Our promoted club episode. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Brian, we're gonna wrap that up and this episode up with with your how to say with Brian J. Take it away. Is there music, David? Look, we've been talking about this for years. I Put music under this, I'll would you? See, I'll see what we can do. As usual, the only song that I find remotely acceptable for this segment is the outstanding track, The Chocolate Conquistadors, or Conquistadores <laughs> Chocolates even, by, M, by MF Doom. That and can't be it. Hip-hop jazz specialist, Bad, Bad, Not Good. That's, no, that's impossible. a song that's featured on the soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto Online. I know, don't judge based on that. It's a great song. <laughs> also, uh, also acceptable here, Dave, a song that has restored my faith in humanity, uh, the sound, soundtrack of Stranger, uh, Stranger Things Season 4, uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica wow. is currently in the For top sure. like fifteen. Yeah, on uh, in in the nation because of Stranger Things. Congratulations, people, for having a good year. However, in my usual attempt to do what I like to call getting this podcast FCC <laughs> finds up the wazoo, <laughs> I think we should play um, Master of Puppets by Metallica. Rit, yes, yes. Um, yeah, just make okay. sense. No, so I, I love yeah, it. I wasn't trying to intro that way. I love that. Done. I want to play that song. For sure. This week's How to Say features another player whose uh, vowel to consonant ratio is more offensive to me than people who genuinely like to watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. <laughs> like people who believe it's They're real. pretty offensive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's, like it's obviously like it's real. seven vowels. But, it, but it's real. But it's true love. Seven vowels to just five consonants, and that's being generous by giving the consonants the Y. I, I was going to say, it should be seven and a half. It's not our guy's fault, though. Okay. What, do you think he's yelling out name suggestions <laughs> as he's surfing down the birth canal? <laughs> yes! 
what we can blame him for oh. is being so good as the striker for Union Berlin last season that Nottingham Forest has made him their club record signing. Forking over what the rest of the league calls Manchester City or Liverpool pocket change. Mm. 17 million pounds. Don't, Ty- don't put Liverpool into their <laughs> yeah, I city I love that so category. <laughs> I love that Ty-wo. so much. Taiwo scored 20 goals in 43 games, all competitions. Or if you like this stat better, you guys, he scored 15 goals in 31 Bundesliga. I love that. Two for one. Okay. Now he's going to score three to seven goals and up to 38 appearances for Nottingham Forest this season. So there's Based that. on Scott's uh, calculator. Surname, obviously the fun part for uh, for the, this segment. Anyway. By fun, I mean screw you guys in this stupid segment. To look at it, uh, you might What's take... What's his descent? Where's his name coming from? Nigerian. Nigerian, okay. Because he made the Nigerian national team. Actually, his story... At 24? Hold on a second. Okay. To look at it, you might take a stab at his name and come up with... Uh, Iwaniyi. Okay? That's exactly the, the stab I would have made. But if you hear announcers say it, but more importantly, you, you, hold on real quick. And you said, I want Eni. I want E. I want E. Because I Y I at the end there. E-ye. It looks like okay. you're going to pronounce all of those. Yeah. If you hear him say it himself, it sounds more accurately like just a one knee. A one knee. A one knee. Sorry. A one knee. A one knee. E E. Like E. A one knee. Yeah. Like the I Y I. W O N E E. A one E. Yeah. Yes, my extensive research led me to a video where the man produced pronounced his own name. Nice whoa, whoa, whoa. try, nice try a holes. Refill me. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel you. No. Is this similar to when we found a video clip of Kevin DeBrone saying his name, Kevin DeBrone, and not DeBrona? Not, is that is that like well, we found a similar thing? You hear him. And yet Arlo White from NBC Sports continue to go Kevin De Bruyne. No, it's De De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Everyone is De Bruyne, but you hear him say it himself. It's Kevin definitely not De Bruyne. It's De Bruyne. No, he's not saying that. De Bruyne. Yeah, it's the same thing here. He's not saying. He's not saying it the way it's it looks. A the one point is a one e. Welcome to a, yeah. A one e. A one right? a one e. A yes. one e. So honestly, his story really is amazing. Coming from like honestly, like abject poverty. You know who it reminds me of is a little bit uh, not NBA podcast here. Giannis uh, Attentacupo. The Yana story is a lot like this. Basically, like times where he's like scrounging for food at one point to be, and eventually becoming a big enough talent to sign with Liverpool. When I was gonna say, that's congratulations! With, by the way, to Liverpool, good, good they're Liverpool. getting a 10 percent sell-on bonus for this uh, for this seventeen Liverpool million dollar signed, deal. Loaned him out, yeah, for five years in a six years in a row. Yes, to Frankfurt NEC. Who the hell is that? Most gone. Mm-hmm. Who, who's that? Ghent, Moscon again, Mize 05, and then Union Berlin. And then Union said, we love him. We'll take him. Yeah. The, uh, he's enormous. And he is six a, foot. That's and a giant. And well, I was going to say, but he's a goal scorer and he looks like a giant when he's out there. So what I'm saying is. I love this guy's story. He's going to be. Yeah, I love that he's giving the middle finger this, to Liverpool. Honestly, this guy's easy. One of the easiest guy to root for. Absolutely. He's, he's not. He, there are so many pictures of him like hugging Klopp and talking about how great like certain players from Liverpool were for his development. Stuff like that. He is definitely not like. They just they just never believed that they've been loaned him out for six <laughs> years in a row. But great. I'm glad that <laughs> Liverpool loved him because they loaned him out for six years in a row. I hope he crushes them. And gives them the middle bird when he scores on them when they play when Forrest plays Liverpool. I cannot root for that harder. This is an easy guy to root for. I really do hope he does well. Um, he's not a premium, and he's not really. It's just to add this segment. What's his price? To, he's like six. It's six zero. Six zero. Yeah, I was gonna say he's six. I still rather have Mitrovic as a six five, but I mean, I like this guy at six zero. End of segment. Very good, Scott. You done scanning your socials? 
you know, I'm just making sure that any <laughs> listeners that are out there listening to, uh, you know, Dave's crazy you know, player choices <laughs> that I can respond to them post haste. Touche. Touche. Uh, no, but seriously, we do want you to reach out. As we start, we're just getting started with how we're setting up our lineups for game week one. This is this is all designed to try to help you, the listener, as we help ourselves uh, work through how we're setting up our lineups for game week one and hopefully provide a little bit of entertainment along the way. I want you to actually listen to Master of Puppets by Metallica. I'll be playing it on here. I will own it probably within a day and a half. That song is so ridiculous. It's And it's... Yeah, Look, man, Scott. I want to. I want to <laughs> publicly say this. Yes. I, char- I Charles Barkley'd there. Yeah. yeah. You, yes, you did. Uh, I <laughs> owe League Diane, who won our mini mini league uh, last year, and Scott made me swear that we're not going to call it the mini mini league anymore. It's just going to be the mini league, which is our Patreon league. League Diane crushed last year. She set such a pace in the beginning that not even our own Brian Chesco could catch her in the end which he ended up being five points off the pace, 15. He ended up being 15 points off the pace, which was amazing considering the league that, the lead that she had. She still won our mini league, and I have promised her a, a present, a league prize. It is going to be fantastic. League Diane, I have not forgotten about you. I promise you I'm going to order it this week, and it will be sent to you. She has already sent me her address, so it is all on me on. for not getting that to her. But I promise, I'm saying this publicly, I will get it out there. And uh, we we love to take care of our Slack participants, and this is one small way that we, right. can, uh, we can do this. We are grateful to them, and it all starts with going to our Patreon page, FPL America Podcast. Make sure you go there, check out the $1, $2, $3 a month options. All right. Well, guys, loved it. Scott, I cannot wait to hear the rest. We didn't touch so much of our lineups. We got through a little bit of mine. We're we, getting through it. Yeah, yeah I love just it. Just getting started. We started, we, with the, we started with the priciest players, but I'm telling you, it's going to get really interesting. Not really even goalkeepers. That's I know. Go- even goalkeepers that, never got then. touched. doesn't yeah. matter. We, t- we, got, we got to some stuff. We, we got did. to some stuff. Yeah. We spent some money. Now we're going to figure out how we're spending the rest of it as we go throughout the next couple episodes. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.